We are so lucky that today we get Chuck Potts on the On Brand with Joel Brand podcast. People, say hi to Chuck. Chuck, say hi to the people. Hello, folks, whoever you are, <laughs> wherever you are. you are. We are expecting this to be a podcast that is listened to by Central Conference youth workers. So Chuck and I are going to talk pretty in that mindset, but anybody who listens to it is going to be blessed to get to know Chuck because he's such a great guy. And so if this is your first time, if this is your first time listening, it's called On Brand with Joel Brand because we're focusing on what our current youth workers in the Central Conference, what's their brand, what's their focus. And so Chuck, when I just throw that question to you right off the bat, what are you focused on in youth ministry right now in November of 2020? What comes to mind? Um, well, my, my cheeky answer is survival. <laughs> uh, but, you know, because I think that's just a reality is, is that I think everybody's kind of in this state of um, scramble and uh, figure things out, especially because like this, this time around and, and uh, how this, this virus is going and stuff, we've, we've kind of done this once a couple months ago and we've learned from it. Uh, and this time we're, we're like, how do we do this again and better? And how do we... Um, allow this to be more effective. And so I think that's kind of been part of my focus is um, a lot of analysis of, of where we were at before, what our kids were doing, what feedback I got, um, kind of the first time that we slowed down and we did a lot of things online. Um, and now my, my focus is about um, uh, doing new things or things a little bit differently to um, just to function better and to be more effective for our kids. Cause that's, that's the biggest part that's challenging is that they're struggling and that they don't necessarily love doing this either. And so how do we keep them engaged? Uh, how do we keep them growing um, and encouraged um, at a time like this? So, um, so yeah, a lot of my focus has been on just the, um, the restart of this style of ministry again. Um, we actually, in our region, uh, we went back to uh, these mitigations uh, a little bit before the rest of Illinois did. So um, we've been online for almost a month now, um, exclusively again. Um, and it's it's been interesting. It's been a, a challenge. And we've kind of had the same um, couple kids that didn't want to come before, have decided they don't really want to participate in it again. Um, so it's been trying to find new ways to get them engaged still um, in ministry. So, uh, but really, I think at the end of the day, uh, my real answer would be I'm looking for ways to connect authentically with, with all this tech that we're using. Like, it's great that we have these resources, but um, our kids want authentic connection more than ever. Um, and how do we do that virtually is, uh, I think, our, our big challenge. And I think for me, it, it comes down to doing it um, uh, in our, our words, in our one-on-ones with our kids in ways that we um, talk specifically to them in, in these, these online conversations instead of at like the wall of faces. We like talk specifically to kids so that we're authentically connecting um, because that's that's showing the most dividends I think is as they come because they realize they are still being um, ministered to they're still being engaged with personally it's not like they're just like watching a, a podcast right <laughs> oh, I'm so. that authenticity is key because we have to have so much of that to penetrate through a screen because mm -hmm. we don't just have that in-person 
real connection physically. We have to be over and above that to have that. So, so you talked about learning some stuff from March and trying to implement it in, in this new time. Is there anything specifically that you're like, this is a really practical thing that we've tried to do? Um, we've, uh, we, well, me personally, I've, um, been very intentional on not trying to do any sort of series, uh, in terms of lessons or anything like that. And it's partially because of the up and down of it. You know, we get kids that come a lot more infrequently and they're, they're in and out. Um, and I'm also recognizing that week by week, it's like they need a different conversation, um, because things are rapidly changing around them too. Um, and so instead of planning this, like, you know, four week to two month long series of something I'm just each week I'm taking conversations based on what I'm hearing from the kids we're diving into uh, different passages of scripture we're using different mediums like we're using video lessons like the bible project we're we're you know diving into uh, you know maybe something that we talked about at church where we're just we're getting into the meat of like where they're at specifically because I feel like anything else I do I just felt like a like a radio host with a script, you know, like, and I didn't like that. So we're trying to be very real and conversational about like what's present, uh, what's present before them. And it's actually, it's, it's been kind of interesting and fun too, relying on the spirit and doing it well, um, that he's going to provide some good, some good insight and good things to talk about. So that's been helpful. Speaking of good things to talk about, I should have introduced you way more fully than I did. Chuck, can you just say, (laughs) Your church, the city that yeah, you yeah. minister in, and how long you've been there, and your specific roles, because I completely botched that as the host, so I need you to pick me up. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, um, Chuck Potts, I'm a pastor to students and children um, at Valley Covenant Church in Stillman Valley, Illinois. Uh, I've been in this role for, um, I'm in my seventh year, um, and so this is actually kind of cool. Um, this year is my first year where I've been with the kids all the way through junior high and high school, which has been fun. That's been one of my goals. Um, so yeah, I've been, been here seven years or in my seventh year, um, do kind of a dual role between students and the children's ministry because we're, we're a pretty small church, uh, pretty small town. Uh, what's interesting about our youth ministry is um, – uh, the way that I envisioned it from the moment I got here was as more of an outreach than a ministry of our church, just because uh, we didn't have a ton of families with students. We had a few, um, but in a community like ours, we have so many that go to the bigger cities around us. So we're close to Rockford. There's a lot of big churches up there um, and a lot of, you know, big budgets with lots of music and <laughs> places that they can go and their families are going there which is fine Uh, but they that's like a half an hour drive away and they want their kids to be involved in like a a local youth ministry with their friends from school with people they know um, so they can build those relationships so our our church has kind of become this um, community youth group we have um, kids from all over the place uh, in our in our town and go that go to other churches in our community but they come to our youth ministry and so uh, we have a lot more kids in our youth ministry than we um than, than what we probably should as a small church that we are yeah uh, but it's been it's been cool though because that, that's that's what they want they want community they want relationship and um and that's what we we seek to provide um is, is a means to connect with one another and connect with god uh in community 
Yeah, for sure. So is there a noticeable difference between some of the church kids and their level of connection when it's on virtual and these other students who found your way through more of a community lens? Is, is it hard to keep kids that maybe don't have that parental connection into your programming in this time? Or are you finding that that's not a problem? No, I, I don't think that's been a factor for us. Um, and that's mainly just because we've, I mean, we've been pretty established as a youth group for a while that um, we do have a couple of kids that have been a little bit more on the fringe, haven't come as much in the past year or so that, um, you know, they'll pop into like Zoom meeting like once a month maybe. Um, but the, the, the kids that, uh, whether their families go to church or not, it's our youth group has always kind of functioned as, their choice um they've they've decided to come and be a part of youth group and so they um they make that that choice themselves and and they're they're choosing to come for the most part at least uh, when they when they can so yeah and that's like so foundational the success right if if you're yeah. fighting an uphill battle just to get them there you're gonna fight an uphill battle in every other spot too right yeah. So well, and the thing too is I feel like if it was the student or if it was the parents' decision, at least in our cases, I feel like um, we may even have less that would come because uh, the parents are recognizing how much their kids are having to do online nowadays. They're, they're constantly in uh, Zoom meetings and stuff for school and for different activities. Um, so if it was their choice and the kids didn't really care either way, they probably wouldn't come um, but the, the kids are the ones choosing to to be a part of it and um, I think that's it's helpful for me to know that they want to be there uh, and I don't try to force them or, or you know try to you know blame them for it if they say they don't want to come like I get it and then I just connect with them outside of this via text or best way I can write them a letter um, but uh, I, I, I honor that choice of theirs instead of um, you know try to make them come or feel bad for not coming. It, to me, it's always going to lead to more success, that posture, than the other. So if I throw out kind of the ideas of, you know, what's your brand in terms of, you know, you talked a lot about relationships, which is, which is great, but programming or discipleship, kind of what else comes to mind for what you're focusing on right now? Um, well, in terms of how we're functioning as a youth group, um, my, my, brand, if you will, <laughs> um, has been sort of like a, you know, how do we connect in community um, virtually? And that could be through um, activity, not just conversation, but through activity, doing things that are fun and engaging to the kids. So I've been trying to do new games, new, you know, kind of puzzles or, or activities, whatever we're doing on, on Zoom, um, trying to do new things to keep them kind of woven in, but also been trying to give them some, uh, some freedom too to choose and to let me know what they want to do. Um, so there, that, that's been part of it. And, and that's part of developing a community that's authentic, that we're together, we're, we're hanging out, we're you know, doing things that they're not doing in their classroom. It's not just about study, um, but about connecting um, through fun. And I think fun is an important part of it right now, especially. Um, so uh, the lot, I, I know they're not gonna come to a Zoom meeting if it's not at least a little fun. <laughs> Um, so, so I've been trying to, to keep that as an active part of it. And then the discipleship focus for me has mostly been about encouragement, um, finding ways to uh, reach into where they're at and keep them 
um, encouraged, reminding them of um, God's goodness. I think, and this kind of goes a little bit to me personally too. Like I feel like, um, you know, these are the times more than ever that we have to lean on what we know of God and what we know of his goodness and his providence and his care for people um, and his uh, restoration of brokenness. Um, and if we rely on those things, then um, that, that'll put us, pull us through. That gives us hope. And so I've been, uh, that's kind of been one of my big focuses is just reminding them of this goodness. Where are the stories of goodness in scripture where God came through? Where are the stories of healing? What are the stories of, um, you know, relationships being mended? Because um, especially in our, our culture right now, there's a lot of broken relationship that they're witness to or they're even a part of in their families or their schools. Um, and so where do we see restoration of those things um, in scripture and in our lives too? So um i've just been it's not necessarily like all light conversation because of that um but i try to try to make sure that every um every time we meet we're talking about an encouraging word that brings hope um during during all this so and when you make that rallying call the prophetic voice of of let's let's keep our eyes on jesus do you feel like people are receptive in this time or is it darkness is surrounding them and kind of feels like the shadow of death is too overwhelming for your, your community and your students. No, I honestly feel like our kids are, are more resilient than that. Um, th this generation was built for this, <laughs> this online world, you know, like I, I have some of the kids that told me, uh, it was kind of a surprise to me a year or two ago. They're like, uh, trying to relate to them. And they're like, Chuck, we don't, we're, we're in high school. We don't, we don't go out and party and stuff. Like, you know my generation did in high school but they don't do that because everything they do is online you know um, they connect with each other online so they're really they're built for this online world in a way so I think that they're they're struggling in certain capacities um, but I think some of them are actually thriving a little bit um, some of them I know it's it's been a little bit of a reprieve that that they're able to focus on their schoolwork outside of the drama of high school um, I know especially some of the girls have told me in our youth group like specifically they're like I've actually done really well this year um, and, and I know these girls have struggled and sometimes um, and so it's been encouraging word to me to hear that that there is some good coming from this for for these students that they do feel encouraged in certain ways um, that I wasn't aware of before so yeah. Well, yeah. you know, you want to always, as a leader, offer space for people to come and be authentically where they're at, right? And right. oftentimes we have to do that in the let's let's open up the sad emotions. In this yeah. time, there's that element that's very unique of of that's so the narrative that for a student to say, actually, this has been positive, that's almost the thing you have to be intentional and open up. You know, yeah. like we do just moments of like, let's just celebrate things at the end, you know, yeah. they say only highs because so much of the, the time can be this, this weighty, heavy thing. Yeah. You're a hundred percent right. That, that life's a different pace. And for a lot of kids, that's healthy and that's good. Yeah. Yeah. And it's true. Like the, you know, highs and lows type of stuff that we do. Like I have been trying to lean towards the highs as well, just because I feel like uh, we need to be intentional this time about, offering those highs up and, and praise and thanksgiving to God and to uh, and recognizing them, speaking them out loud. Um, I think it's important for them to keep a positive mentality through this too. So, Yeah. And, yeah. and as you kind of are reflecting on yourself, you know, how do you feel like you've been 
in this 2020 and, and you know just a way that will also help those that don't know you to know Chuck, Chuck Potts more correct me if I'm wrong but I think you're the longest tenured person that's that's kind of around I'm, I'm not saying there's not a, a, a church that somebody there, is doing youth I, I don't know how long how long has Paul Cooler been at his church I don't remember I think not maybe Paul's time. been a little bit longer not, not, not really oh well maybe that's true <laughs> I don't know so, so um, that said, though, how are you doing? And, and uh, kind of open the window up for people to get to yeah. more. Well, the the challenge for me has been mostly that, um, you know, not it, to be honest, not related to youth ministry because uh, during this time for me as a, as a youth pastor in a small town church, um, our kids ministry can't really function the same way right now. We're not meeting much because we don't. Um, we're not getting together on Sunday mornings. Um, so my role in the church has changed a little bit. Like I've been doing so much more for our Sunday mornings, um, for our tech stuff, for um, helping uh, put together our, our worship like uh, plans and everything. And, and so I feel like I've been pulled in different directions that I'm not used to during this time. Um, and it's, it's been challenging in certain ways, kind of a, a good change of pace in others. Um, but I feel like for, for me personally, like I, it's made me feel a little bit uh, disconnected from normal. Um, and it's kind of stayed here. So it's almost like it's becoming normal, but it still doesn't feel normal. Um, so I'm like trying to reconcile like all the newness of tasks and also recognizing like, wait, am I doing everything I was called here to do? Because, you know, we can't function the same way. So like, um, how, how am I, you know, still living into my call to this church, um, in a world where I can't do all those things I was doing before, um, you know, and that's, that's been for me personally, as somebody who likes to meet people's expectations, I don't, <laughs> I, I have a hard time being like, I did not meet my goals this year for our children's ministry or for, you know, even for growth for our youth ministry. Um, and I still, even, you know, after this pandemic's been around for like seven, eight months, I'm still like struggling to reconcile that in myself. Um, and fearful of like what that means for like my future, even, you know, um, when is it going to come back? When is it going to be normal? Um, will I have the same endurance to, you know, jump back in and start things up again? So there's, there's some, some thoughts floating around, um, about those things. But like I said, I've been relying just as much as we've been doing in our youth ministry. I've just been relying on the, um, you know, the intentional positivity, intentional, um, leaning into to my my trust in what I've seen from God um, in my own life and in my ministries, um, you know I've, I tell our kids all the time that that God has been and He is at work um, creating a holy people for Himself. It's something I learned from mentors of mine, um, and it's something I try to teach our kids that like He doesn't stop working. He never has, um, and and He's at work bringing about re restoration, reconciliation. He's bringing about. Um, newness as well as a return to creation like that's that's God's work that he's always been doing that's consistent in scripture and it's consistent now and so we need to be people that are actively looking for it and um, joining in with it and being encouraged by it and so that's been kind of where I've found some hope I tend to be I tend to be a bit of a glass half full type of guy anyways so we need uh, but that's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> we need more of those types of people, Chuck. Anyway. I'm a nine on the Enneagram. I just want to bring back peace and like everyone be happy. <laughs> you're, you're not, I'm also a nine. Um, so a lot of pastors I, are. 
They are. It's very true. But you're hitting on so many good points, Chuck. And, you know, people, a lot of youth pastors, their roles have changed. A lot of people mm-hmm. are doing more tech. Maybe they're, you know, helping out in this other way. But how do you figure out within these shifting dynamics of your job, adding stuff, removing stuff, how do you figure out that normalcy where you have a little consistency? And, and that's what I think, you know, so many of us are trying to figure out. Yeah. I, and I think it, it has to go back to just remembering our call, remembering our call to, to what God is doing. That, that we, sometimes we feel when we're first going to youth ministry, I think we feel like we have specific areas where God's going to use our specific gifts. But then when you get into ministry for a while, you realize that God's going to actually use you for things that um, are going to challenge you and come outside your comfort zone and pull you in different directions that you weren't expecting. And I think that, um, the, the more we do that, the more we realize that God's calling for us is bigger than us. Um, he just wants us to say yes to it and keep pursuing it. And I, and I feel like in this time, especially, that's what we, we need to do is continue to say yes. Like, God, what you're going to do is, um, is good work, and I'm willing to be a part of it. Um, and, uh, and it's a challenging and f- you know, frustrating call. Um, but it's, it's a call that's, it's, like I said, it's consistent with scripture as well. Um, the Levites in, in the old Testament were, uh, a testament to it. They, they had a tough call. They didn't get the land like everyone else did. Um, they had to uphold the, the church, you know, and uphold God's presence in, in the community and, um, it wasn't easy and it's not easy for us still. Uh, but there's blessing that comes with it as well. Um, and so I, I feel like for me, it's been, um, like I said, trusting in what God has done for me in the past and, and saying yes to what he's calling me to do now. And sometimes it means some really interesting types of ministry that, <laughs> that I, I've become, you know, gifted in new areas because of this whole thing. So, um, so yeah. Well, man, thank you for saying yes to being on this. And and what I knew was going to happen is when we talked about brands and youth ministry, there's no brand that's like less concerned about the glitz and the glam and any of the self-promotion than the Chuck Potts brand. So I knew that you would get the ethos of, of caring for the kids. I mean, if, if you didn't hear that in this interview of Chuck's love for the kids, read, listen to it because it's so clear. And, and a love for the call and a love for the, the church and the covenant. So thank you, brother, for being a part of this. Absolutely. Uh, for being just a, a long-tenured youth pastor. You give us uh, younger folks hope in that. Uh, you give a lot of churches hope in that and a model of what, what we're all striving for. So, Chuck, you've been an honor. Um, I'm no, I know you're somebody who's able to be reached, too, uh, and to have, Absolutely. Your, yep. have your brain picked. So, Chuck Potts please find a way to connect with him in this uh, season. If you have any questions or, or follow up from that, Chuck, any final words? Um, well, to all the youth pastors out there, um, just keep going. I know it's, it's not going to be easy and it's frustrating. It's also going to um, challenge you and, and make you wonder uh, what am I doing and how do I do this? Uh, but we're all in that boat right now. Um, if you've thought in the past 24 hours, what am I doing? You're, you're in good company. That's what we're all um, kind of doing. Um, and it's, it's okay. That's an okay place to be. So, and if you keep thought, doing it. 
And if you thought I know 100% what I'm doing, like you got you to gotta check the mirror because you're missing some variables that are flying. Right? So come contact us if you have a foolproof 100% plan. Yes, right please. I'll, I'll take one. You can take it. I'm going to tell you it's not there. And I'm going to help you see what's really happening. Chuck, thank you so much. And uh, everyone, thanks for listening. Until next time. Thanks, guys.